Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Mitt Podcast, episode number 65. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing how to solve problems in crises like a CEO. Every single person that's listening to this podcast, no matter where you're at in the world, how much money you have, how much success you've experienced, we all have problems, whether they're in our finances, relationship, health, family, in the city or country that you live in. No matter what you do in life, I think we've all quickly realized that problems are just a part of it. We're all imperfect, and there's a lot of moving parts that happen in the world that no matter how good you are, you're going to be impacted by. Think about a hurricane comes in, no matter how successful you are, it's going to rain on everybody. Everyone is going to experience adversity. The difference, and this is what truly separates the 99% of the population from the 1%, is the way that they react to these problems. Great leaders, great successful athletes, performers, CEOs, salespeople, business people, they respond and handle adversity with poise. They don't get overly emotional. They assess the situation for what's happening and they take the best course of action to protect their business, their family, and the decisions that they're ultimately going to make. In this episode, I want to discuss and break down four ways to actually look at crisis and problems and issues that you face, kind of like a CEO would, so you can actually add it into your arsenal so you can ultimately handle problems better, prevent them from happening, and become more successful in life and in business. So number one, you're either in the middle of a crisis, coming out of a crisis, or about to go into a crisis. First thing is, what is a crisis? A crisis is something that you can't forget about. Meaning, let's say you have this big problem, you have this person that you're working with that's causing so much issues that you can't just walk away and do nothing without the problem getting worse. If you're having a massive issue, you have no other choice than to solve it. That is when it's called a crisis. You have to learn to handle crisis with speed, with efficiency, and decisiveness. A lack of decision-making or a lack of making a decisive decision can make a bad problem worse. That's why the great saying is, sometimes it's better to be decisive than right. Because when you're decisive, the world and your problems start reacting to you. Number two, how to take the crisis out of the crisis. Number one, anticipate it. Anticipate the problems that are going to come with every new decision that you do. Let's say you start a business. A great way to look at it is what potential issues and problems are likely going to come up and how could we prevent those from happening day one? Or let's say you're hiring a new person. What are the potential problems that could come with this person and how could we eliminate all these things from happening before they could even get the chance to do so? Two is accept it. Nothing can kill a great decision maker or a great leader than wishful thinking. We all wish things were different. We all wish they had happened faster and we all wish it would be easier. Unfortunately, that's not the way life works. You have to realize that you have to see the problem for what it is and not what you wish it would be. When you have wishful thinking, it clouds your judgment. It causes you to miscalculate decisions and cause multiple other massive issues to come from your inability to recognize that you are in a crisis, you are in a problem, and you need to solve it swiftly. Three, see the big picture. We only think one-dimensionally. We don't think in multiple different levels and multiple different outcomes. 
For example, by solving that one problem, it could also create three, four, five, and six different problems that came out of it. Let's say that you were a manager at a company and there was this person that worked for the company that was super negative, they were toxic, and you said, you know what, this is a problem to the company, we're going to fire them. You fire them, but then you failed to look at, wait, what does this person do on the day-to-day basis? While they are toxic, and that is a problem for the company, they did do these three things really well, and it was essential for the operation of the company, which means if you didn't have a plan in place to either replace that person or have someone take and cover those daily duties, you could have a problem that was was tough dealing with a toxic employee, but all of a sudden now invoices aren't sent. Now you have cash flow issues. Now you have customers not wanting to work with you. Now you have other employees that are pissed. And you turned a small problem into a giant crisis because you didn't properly prepare for it. So when you actually decide to make a decision, think about what are the multiple things that are going to happen after that one decision that could also become a problem. You have to think multiple steps in advance. And four is do what is right. Do what is right for the business, for the company, and for the people around you. You have to make decisive decisions that ultimately are in the interest of the business and the people that are around you. Three, have you ever got the feeling where you just feel like there's not, like this can't get any worse. It's like problem after problem after problem just keeps happening. When it rains, it pours. And that's both in a good way and a bad way. You know, in bull markets, sometimes as investors or in business people, you start thinking you better, you're better than you are. And it's like everything works out. Everything comes together. You don't have to stress about anything. It just always works. And bear markets or recessions, or when you face a lot of adversity, it just seems like nothing is working. There's just so many problems that keep stacking up. When you, you deal with all of these crises and problems, a mistake that we'll make, and this is something that I did early as a leader, is it just, you get overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. So you're kind of fixing this, you're kind of fixing this, you're over here, you're over here. And you never really make true traction because you're all over the place. And you say, well, Grant, how could I? I got all of these obstacles and all these issues that I'm dealing with. Well, this is how you do it. Stack up all of your problems in line and make them wait their turn. Start with crisis number one, solve that. Then two, then three, then four, then five, and stack them in order. When you do this, not only do you actually get through each crisis, but you're able to actually properly assess each problem and actually set up procedures and processes to prevent that problem from ever happening in the future. You have to make them get in line. Early on when I started Group, I was doing everything, project management, finance, sales, sales leadership. I was everything of the company. And when that was the case, I was dealing with unbelievable amount of problems and issues while we're a young, growing company. When I learned this, I said, look, I got to set up procedures and processes. And what I started doing is just time blocking my day and focusing on only the problem that was in front of me. Because what I realized is that if we had an issue with sales and I was training our sales team, but then in the middle of that, I'm sitting here texting and replying about project management and replying about this and word about this, then each time the problem that I'm facing is getting diminishing returns, meaning I'm not fully solving the issues that I have right in front of me because I'm so worried about all the other issues that I have. So instead, when you're focusing on that issue or that problem, focus on it Focus full 100% without hesitation for 20 minutes and then stop. 
and then go to the next problem and then the next problem. But you can't just put band-aids on it. And the mistake that young leaders make in business, salespeople make, parents make, is that they put a little band-aid on each one of these problems and it eventually just explodes. You have to make sure that when you're solving the crisis and the problem, that you're not stopping it for a short, short time. Instead, you're preventing the problem from happening ever again. If you think about 9-11, after that happened, it did not take the government less than six to 12 months to prevent any of, anything like that from ever happening again. This is because they made drastic and immediate measures that improved the security and the processes of uh, flight travel all across the United States and the world. And it prevented those measures from happening. They didn't just do a small little thing to hope it didn't happen for the next six months. They said, this can never happen again. What do we need to do to stop it from happening? Four, like I'm saying, set up procedures and processes to prevent this from happening. One thing I noticed is when I was running my own business is that if you just have really talented people and they all work really hard, that's great. You're likely going to do well. But if you don't have standard operating procedures that are set to the T, that a new person can come in and follow everything to the T and your company is still growing and running optimally. It's the same thing for sales reps. I tell this all the time. If you just wake up and do a bunch of random stuff, you're going to get so many different variables of success every single day. What's important is having a procedure and process that you follow every day. I recommend at the start of each and every day and at the end of every day, look at the things that you need to get done, what you accomplish, what you didn't accomplish, and what you need to do to be successful and schedule and time block your day to work on certain things at certain times that would create the success. Many times we obsess over the goal that we want and the item that we want, the dream, the goal, whatever the case may be, but we don't think about what is it actually going to take? How many people are you actually going to have to call? How many people are you actually going to have to hire? What are the problems that you're going to have to fix to become successful? These are all things that are going to happen, and it's so important that you think differently and prepare in detail. A standard operating procedure is something I recommend for everyone. You don't have to be a CEO, but I want you to think, what system would you have to follow if you were a robot and if you did those exact things, it would create success? What would you have to do? Iron out that process and that system for absolutely everything that you do. And if you just simply follow and trust that process and perform at the highest level, what can happen is you will have more consistent success. You'll prevent issues from arising and you can actually anticipate and, pro and protect yourself from dealing with the same continuous crises that never seem to stop. Lastly, guys, when you're looking at these problems and I, and I, for example, myself, I've trained hundreds and hundreds of sales reps, hundreds of people all across the United States well, it's in my own business, with well, just through social media, helping people out. The common thing that I've seen in the difference between the 99% of the world and the 1%, and the reason why that 1% makes more money, is more successful, and just seems like everything seems to happen for them. A winner is just a loser that never gave up. And oftentimes, the person that's doing something at a 10 or 20x scale compared to maybe what we are, is they handle more problems. They are so persistent, mentally tough, and their stress tolerance is so high that they handle problems and push past them. 
We've had so many different reps where I've had two guys that were neck and neck and they're up to their to their neck and pressure. They don't know if they're going to do it. This one quits. He goes he or she goes back into comfort and never makes over six figures. They do the same thing over and over again. And the person that was pushed past that obstacle, that dealt with the pressure, kept pushing, kept fighting, kept scrapping, kept doing whatever it took to succeed. Next thing you know, they broke through that glass ceiling and ended up making generational wealth or making more money than anyone in their family has ever made and changed their life and their family's life forever. The only difference was both people were the same level of talent, except the person that made it and ultimately became successful just didn't give up. I know when it feels tough, you just have to break through it. I don't know what it is. I think it's just a law of nature. But when you push past the line of resistance, that is where the other side of success is. And if you trust yourself, you believe in that you're doing the right things, that your hard work is going to pay off, and you're getting better and developing every single day, then that is when great things will happen. And all the hard work, the focus, and the preparation that you've put in thus far will pay off. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. As always, if you guys can, make sure to like, subscribe, and follow on Spotify and all social media channels. And you can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, everything at Grant Mint. Other than that, I hope you guys have an incredible week, and I'll see you guys again for episode 66. Thank you, guys.